You're listening to Gospel-Centered Rest, a podcast by Grace Bible Church in Cambridge, Ontario, dealing with topics of life and theology, and how Christ's promise of rest for the weary and heavy-laden gives us strength for today and hope for tomorrow. I want to welcome you to Gospel-Centered Rest podcast. I'm Pastor David Robinson, and because it's a shorter week, we thought we'd do a shorter podcast. Uh, we seek to do these podcasts uh, just reflecting on the sermon that was preached uh, the previous Sunday and having an opportunity to uh, explain and apply uh, some of what was uh, presented. So I thought today we would uh, look at what does it look like practically to give up hope? So on uh, Sunday morning, we looked at First Peter chapter 3, verses 13 through 22, and we looked at what it was to find blessing in unjust treatment. So we saw the blessing of perspective. Uh, hope helps us determine what we live for and how we live, what we live for and how we live. And then we saw the blessing of purpose. Hope keeps us going. But when we think about hope, it can be difficult to understand what giving up looks like. So we might say, um, I have all the hope in the world because I've not said those words. I'm just giving up. But are there ways that we give up where we may not even know that we've given up? Um, And that's what I want to talk about just for a few moments. And it seems like really depressing. (laughs) So I hope... um, but it's, it's, not, it's, it's not meant to be depressing. It's meant to recognize maybe ways that even though we wouldn't say we've given up hope, maybe we have. Um, and then what we'll do is we'll end on uh, just the wisdom that Peter gives and the encouragement that if you have given up hope in these various ways, uh, to take Peter's wisdom and really the gospel story and um, have hope once again. And that ultimately led us to the third point on Sunday morning, which was the blessing of purity. And that's just an enhanced freedom to live the gospel life, or even as the podcast is termed, to find that gospel-centered rest. So let's take a few moments and ask ourselves and, you know, maybe take this time to to reflect and and do some heart search. And uh, maybe we need to um, confess to one another that we have given up hope in certain areas of our life and um, pray to God that he would restore that hope so that we uh, keep going as uh, God has called us to do. So I was actually listening to another podcast um, as I was running this past weekend and um, he talked about some of these, uh, it wasn't ways that you give up hope, but as I was listening to it, I was thinking about the sermon and I was thinking, it just really sounds like these would be good descriptions for giving up hope. So, uh, a cynical outlook. A cynical outlook. Um, Everything is, we we argue about everything. Um, Nothing could possibly turn out right. What people say to us could not possibly help. Uh, You haven't said, I've just given up hope, but your entire outlook on life or your entire outlook on that relationship or on that church, you just become cynical. And you say, um, somebody tries to encourage you 
uh, you become cynical about your own life, uh, about what you're doing and God could never use me or God could never change me or God could never work through me or I've been such a failure and somebody tries to speak into your life and you just block them out and you say, um, uh, God could never do that. And it beca you become so cynical and you become so, um, so negative about uh, how you perceive others, how you perceive life, how you perceive relationships. I think that's a way that we can give up hope. I think another way is, th and this, might, this, might, this one might be um, interesting to think about, is we just live a frantic lifestyle. Uh, we need to be more busy. And you might say, well, that almost seems the exact opposite of hope because you wanna, you're doing more because you have more hope. But could it be that sometimes we seek to do more because we've run out of hope? In other words, you need to please more people. You need to earn more of God's love. You need to earn other people's love in order to keep hope going. And I think that's one of the remarkable things about what Peter says about hope is um, it's we, the purpose behind hope is to be a blessing to others. It's not out of fear. In fact, we saw that was the first thing that Peter said um, about what it was to suffer as Christ suffered is don't be afraid of those around you. And sometimes we become afraid. And when we become afraid, we, we become busy. If I don't do this, or if I don't say this, or if I actually bring this up and talk about it, then the person's not going to love me or the person's not going to um, want to be around me. And so we just, more people pleasing, we become more busy, more God pleasing, we become more busy for him. And so we live this rather frantic lifestyle. I think along with the cynical outlook, there, you, can, you can just um, really stop existing. Um, life becomes meaningless. Um, there's despair. This probably, uh, when, when we think about losing hope, this one probably is one that we can relate to the most when we think about what it might be to lose hope. Um, we just seem like we stop existing. So uh, we stop going to events. We stop, um, we stop contributing. Uh, we stop talking. We stop having those hard conversations. We just stop talking to God, having those hard conversations with God. Uh, I think another way that we can give up hope, just a few more, another way is to stand above and laugh at other people. Um, when this other person mentioned this, I thought, man, that, that is really interesting when you think about hope because it's prideful. And later on in, in 1 Peter chapter 5, he's going to talk about pride um, and uh, sometimes just being envious of others. But it comes out in a way where uh, we, we stand above others and, and we mock and we ridicule um, those around us. No one can meet your standard. Uh, and that's a way that we can give up hope um, because uh, it's, it's almost like we, um, we, we leave God out of the picture or we leave others out of the picture because they can't do it as well as we can, or um, nobody agrees with us as much as we agree with ourselves. So if they don't, um, it's like we push people away. And uh, hope, actually, as, as we, we see in First Peter, um, journeys with others. As we saw last, the Sunday before, we, we saw that it was more sympathetic or compassionate, moving towards and with one another. And when we stand above and laugh at other people, that's a way that we can give up hope. And I think closely um, 
link to that is just we become very accusatory. Um, you know, we, we just become very argumentative. Uh, nobody's opinion is 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 right. Um, we can't learn from anybody. Uh, but what hope does is hope keeps those conversations going. Um, and then just uh, finally, I think another way, and again, this comes with meaningless and despair, is just we just stop existing. Um, and we stop existing. I think that kind of summarizes everything we've talked about. Cynical outlook. We're just going to stop um, l- laughing at others, uh, giving up on any joy. Um, we just really stop existing. And um, we, we, we don't want to let people down uh, because we're frantic, we're busy, all of these things. So how do you know that you've lost hope? Maybe it's not saying, um, I, I quit, but maybe it comes out in these ways, maybe one or two, maybe all, maybe, maybe just one. Uh, and what we've actually done is we've given up hope. We'll, we'll take care of ourselves. We'll, we'll do the best because God hasn't taken care of us. Others haven't taken care of us. This relationship hasn't worked out. And so we are just going to take care of ourselves. If that's a way that, we, that what it looks like to practically give up hope, why is what Peter says in his message so profound? Why is what Peter says in his message so profound? So let's take a look, first of all, just at gentleness. And then we'll take a look at respect. Gentleness is so profound because when we're gentle, we are willing to journey with someone. When we're gentle, we're willing to be someone who listens and who considers and who humbles themselves uh, before the other person. In other words, gentleness is not self-isolating. Gentleness is not... Um, just being captured by a cynical outlook or standing above someone and laughing at other people. Instead, gentleness is coming um, to where they're at, meeting them to where, at, where they're at and saying, okay, let's go through this together. Respect and gentleness together. Um, respect, uh, Peter says, is basically that you're going to, again, listen. Um, you're not going to just stop existing. You're not just going to cut off people, but you're going to respect what they say. And I think with respect, the interesting thing about that word is you internalize. Um, it, you, you are, it's how you view the other person. So you are working hard to value what they value and to, um, to treat them with dignity as we saw Sunday morning. And, and again, the ultimate example is Jesus. So, um, why is, why is that so profound? It meets, it meets us in every place that we're at when we say, okay, I'm going to give up hope. You say, well, I, I don't want to be cynical. Gentleness, respect. I, I don't want to just give up. I just don't want to, um, be in despair. I don't, I don't want to be so accusatory. Gentleness, respect. And if we practice gentleness and respect, then that keeps hope going. It's not a place that we would naturally go to, but that's what keeps hope going. And then as Peter will go on to say, uh, not only gentleness and respect, but we will grow in holiness. Um, We will seek to do good and not do evil for others. 
And that was the interesting thing for, for me as I, I wrap this up, that um, some of those things we wouldn't necessarily say are evil, but they can have such consequences and they actually act as evil would in a relationship. So if you can just imagine just being cynical, living with a cynical person, living with someone who's always angry. Anger is another thing that we've just given up. Uh, we've given up any hope. We've given up there, there'll be any good. So I'm just going to be angry or envious or those other ones that we mentioned. And what Peter comes and he says, the front line is gentleness and respect. Gentleness is, is far more difficult because it's nothing to let anger go. It's nothing to become cynical. But you're not going to go down that path. You're going to aim for gentleness and respect. And what that does is it stops you from or gives you a clear conscience. You grow in holiness and it's, it, it um, enables you to do good in the relationship, to be a blessing as you have been blessed. So when you consider your relationship or when you consider your heart and you say, okay, based on First Peter chapter 3, have I given up hope? Some people will say, I haven't given up hope because I haven't said the words I quit. But there are a variety of ways that we can give up hope. And the answer to giving up, not giving up hope in all of those situations, Peter is so profound. Are you gentle? Gentle is, is, a, is, a, is a quiet strength. Are you respectful? The dignity of the other person. And then are you growing in holiness um, as you seek to do good um, and not evil? to other people. And so God's grace, just the encouragement, is that uh, we will be an even greater blessing and do greater good um, so that we notice and listen to those who are suffering. Thank you for joining us. I hope uh, you have a great week. We are thankful for um, the Canada holiday weekend. We continue to pray for our country, continue to pray for everything that we're going through um, but I trust that you're encouraged and uh, that the Lord will bless this week. Thank you for joining.